are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Uh, Ulysses, today it is a Friday, which means another edition of Ramblin' Rays, where we bring on a guest listener to help steer the program. Today we have on Sujin Patel. Of course, there is a lot going on in this country, a lot, a lot, a lot, but I'm sure everybody and their mother has heard about it on uh, outlets like CNN, Fox News, their local newspaper. So I I feel like it's not appropriate for us to have to dive into that. We're trying to give you a reprieve from all the negativity to start 2021 right. and, and talk about some, some baseball and raise baseball. So how about we just go on to our interview with Sujin Patel? I am all good for that. We we've gotten enough from other outlets and we hope that you guys enjoy this interview with uh, Sujan. It's fun. Uh, a lot of race talk about everything. So please just put your headphones on put the volume up on your car, wherever you are, and we hope you enjoy it. Yes. And before we get to that, we have to tell you about a couple of our good friends like betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust in the betting world, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus. There are a ton of NFL games this weekend. I've already got my eyes and my bets on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Washington football game. So just uh, giving you a little suggestion there. And there, there's several others you could check out as well with that. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action like we do. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and just choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always, always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It just doesn't make sense. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck 
And be sure to write Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today, we have Sujin Patel on the line joining us. Sujin, how are you doing today? Good, Kevin. Good. Thank you. Glad to be here. Certainly, certainly. And, um, you know, in the sports world, especially with the Rays, it's already been uh, quite a momentous offseason for better or worse as, uh, you know, if you haven't been living under a rock as a Rays fan, the, the Rays not picking up Charlie Morton's option, trading away Nate Lowe, Blake Snell and Jose Alvarado, and they're probably going to continue to make a couple of more moves before spring training begins. Um, so just, just want to get your perspective on, on the Rays offseason so far and, and your thoughts on everything. I'm sure kind of uh, most, most uh, at the forefront there is the Blake Snell trade. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, you know, we're in 2021. Like, are you surprised at these moves? <laughs> like, <laughs> they've been making these moves since, as far as I can remember, since the um, – Matt Garza trade, you know, like they, like they get the value up of this pitcher, you know, the star pitcher that's on our roster, and then they trade him away for assets. And then, of course, all the smaller other moves like Charlie Morton option being um, not taken. You know, I think that's just due to age, and I think the price tag that he was getting for that, I don't think that's like raise value. I think we got the most out of his value. Uh, what was the contract? Two years, 30 million. I think that was like one of the best contracts in race history, to be honest. Um, but yeah, to go back to the Blake Snell trade, I think that's just another product of getting the most out of his value at that time and then flipping him for prospects so that, you know, keep the train rolling on the, on the team. I think, I honestly think the roster is still pretty strong. Um, I fully expect us to get back to the world series the Rays will find a way, you know, they've done this over and over again every year, every off season. It's not even a surprise anymore. And they've always surprised us the way with the way they have put the product on the field. So I'm flabbergasted. This is optimism to the fullest. Yes. Uh, I think, I think uh, Kevin and I haven't, uh, had an, a very optimistic view, uh, at least in, in the last two weeks or so, uh, about how this team uh, is constructed. But I, I, I dig it. I, I dig the optimism. Right. Now, can you, can you point me in a direction of your, your, your thoughts? I mean, if you're this optimist, uh, optimistic about the 2021 team, what makes you optimistic? Because is it is it the fact that uh more time for randy is it the the chance to get some young rookie pitchers out there for for the starting rotation what makes you so uh, or is it just the front office that just keeps on giving uh, with with magical trades i mean what is it that makes you so optimistic optimistic about this season yeah it's a little bit of both um like getting the chance for younger players in our system to get the call up and get more playing time, like you said, like Randy. Um, you know the Nate, the Nate, Nate Low trade. You know, I think that was a given. You know, he just didn't get, he didn't have a spot in that roster. Even though I really liked him, I liked his power. Uh, he just didn't have a fit in this like race system per se. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
year after year, the front office does does, does these moves in the offseason. And, you know, the first knee-jerk reaction is, wow, you know, the Rays are blowing it up. What are they doing? Et cetera, et cetera. But then they prove it, you know, they prove us wrong when the season is played. That's that's my view of it. So I try not to get too angry at the moves because I know it works. And that's just the way the Rays operate. Um, the front office does the best that they can with the hand that they're dealt. And I appreciate them for that. And as a fan, that's all we can ask for, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a, obviously, we have our um, criticisms of the owner. But, you know, this is not, you, know, you can't ask for much. I mean, they made the World Series. They were two games away, a pitching change away from game seven. Um, other than that, you know, it's a good time to be a race fan. Now that you bring that up, uh, this is the mandatory question for every rambling race uh, visitor here that we that we have on the show. You said a pitching change away for maybe a game seven. Tell us your first initial reaction when you see Kevin Cash coming out of the dugout to take Snell. Then you see Snell (laughs) being taken out. What was your reaction then, and has it evolved since October? 20 something, whatever it was, October 26th, I think. Has it changed from your first initial reaction? Uh, not really. Um, at the time, I mean, obviously, we all know that Blake Snell was unhittable up until that point, right? And yeah. Kevin Cash didn't even give him a chance to, you know, face Mookie Betts or the top of the lineup again. Now, if he gave up a hit to Mookie Betts or whoever was at the top of the lineup after that, then I'll be fine with the pitch and change. Okay, that's just. You know, be playing it safe, but he, you know, he didn't give a chance. It was the best pitcher, you know, like the, the ace of our rotation, Blake Snell, to go at it in an elimination game, in a one-run game. So, so yeah, right. so that's my that's my take on it. You know, it was just uh, what could have been, and now we won't even be able to see Blake Snell again. So it's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah, we won't be able to see Blake Snell again in a raised uniform. I guess if we subscribe to MLB TV or some other uh, illegal mechanism online, we could watch uh, <laughs> plenty of Blake Snell in a San Diego uniform. But Ulysses, I'm still kind of soaking in the fact that Sujin is confident, very confident about this 2021 team. Look, I think certainly I'm looking at World Series two, three calendar years from now. I'm, I'm not so sure about 2021 unless there's some major, major step-ups, especially on the the pitching side. And that kind of goes back to another question I have for you, Sujin. And this isn't, I'm not trying to gotcha journalism here, but I, I am just curious about, you know, who is, is there a pitcher out there on the Rays roster that you're expecting, you know, besides Tyler Glass now or Ryan Yarbrough um, that, that could help lead the Rays to the promised land and, replace try to replace the production or best replace the production of of charlie morton and blake snell do you think it's michael walker does he return to his all-star form is it shane mcclanahan who just comes out and and has a terrific rookie year is it a guy like josh fleming who makes that next step forward or is it a combination of of a lot of different guys knowing that we're going to enter this season without some some pretty veteran arms with the likes of Yanni Chirinos and and Jalen Biggs and Brennan McKay will be uh, out of commission for a little bit too. Just how you see, uh, you, you expect that, you know, if there is a 162 game season that that multiple, multiple pitchers will have to step up in, in some shape or form. So it's really, I guess you're just looking for a lot of big rookie years um, in 2021. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, I see something similar happening. I think it was 2019 where um, the season started off with a lot of off days. And the race kind of employed like a three or four man rotation, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, we could go that route with Michael Waka being one of them. Um, blanking on the other pitchers, sorry. Tyler Glass now. Um, and then, you know, kind of just like plugging, plugging in maybe Shane McClanahan. Um, other rookies or other younger, like long relievers, Ryan Yarbrough in those days. So I think, you know, they should stick with that strategy. It's been working for them. I honestly have full faith in Michael Walker. I mean, our pitching staff player, pitching coach, coaching staff actually is, you know, top notch, obviously. So I think that the, the Michael Walker signing is prototypical race right i mean they're they're trying to do something uh by low uh on, on a guy that has shown that he he can be successful in the major leagues i just the, my problem w- with michael walker maybe i haven't really vocalized it uh, or articulated it as well as i want to be uh or want to do is that it seems like a lot of weight put on a guy to come back to form like Yes, you have Tyler Glass now. Yes, you have Ryan Yarbrough. But then if your third guy is Michael Walker, I th- think that will be a lot, a lot of pressure uh, on, on Walker. So can, can, do you see the lineup then? Maybe picking up the, the slack for the starting rotation? I mean, are, is there a bat that you're excited to see in 2021 more than in, in, any other? Uh, you know what I'm going to say about that. I mean, I hope uh, Wander <laughs> Fresco gets a call up. <laughs> I mean, the race should just do it at this point. You know, they need to make up for the lost uh, pitchers that we dealt out this offseason. And, you know, screw the service time. You know, like, just, yeah. just call him up. He, he's a generational talent, it seems like. Oh, I don't think we've ever had a number one prospect like that. Um, and he'd be a huge boost to our lineup and, and the defense, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah. and you'd expect uh, Austin Meadows to be better, certainly. I mean, I think you're looking for a lot of comeback candidates offensively, like Yandy Diaz, if he can freaking stay healthy, yeah. what he can do. And and you have guys like, you know, maybe Mike Frosso is, is able to capitalize on a little bit more playing time and, and seeing if Randy Rosarina can continue to step up. I, I would imagine you would think that, the the offense from the catching position and adding Francisco Mejia would also be a boost as well. So I definitely, I really wouldn't be surprised if this team finds a way to score more runs. And yeah, you know what? Hey, call up Wander Franco, get get the fan base excited, sign him to uh, to a, a long term extension, keeping him in a raised uniform for the next seven eight years. I'm I'm cool with that for sure. Um, Ulysses, you mentioned Michael Waka, and it's funny because I, I haven't brought this up on the show yet. But I implore you, Sujin, every Rays fan out there to Google Michael Walker because I'm telling you, I think he looks like Kevin Kiermeyer. He looks like Kevin Kiermeyer. That, that's the vibe I'm getting from Michael Walker. But with Kevin Kiermeyer, uh, this has kind of been a running prop bet for Ulysses and I. Uh, Sujin, do you think KK is going to be traded this off season before, before the season starts. 
First of all, I think he's a great value, Kevin Kiermaier. I just looked it up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh my. He looks like if Kevin Kiermaier didn't have a chiseled jawline and just decided to just, you know, have a little bit more more bacon cheeseburgers. This is yes. fantastic. What a great doppelganger. Okay, sorry, sorry, Sujan. Keep no, going. Thank, I, I, I thank you for echoing my my comments there. And look, there, there's very few guys out there that can equate to Kevin Kiermaier's jawline, but the maybe the, I guess the the facial hair that he has and the eyes and and the eyebrows yeah. look look very similar with that. So oh, yeah. thank you for that, um, <laughs> Sujan. My my Kevin Kiermaier question uh, and and the trade possibility. Yeah, uh, I mean, before the season, that's, uh, I mean, the Rays always surprise us, so I can't say for sure, but I think he stays this year. I think he's way too valuable in center field, in my opinion. Like, people take a look at his hitting stats, and they're not great, but I think he makes up for it on the field, 100%. Like, who would we replace with him? Uh, is Margot our future at center field? Is can't recall if there's a prospect in the minors. Uh, Josh Lowe, maybe, right? I mean, yeah, but he's unproven. Josh Lowe, but unproven. Exactly. Uh, You know what? I think with what happened yesterday uh, with the Mets, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, maybe maybe the Mets can take on, Mr. Cohen can take on the the, the big $10 million salary that that Stu can't. can't pay for uh and maybe he goes to the Mets but I, I gotta agree with Sujan here I I I, can't, I don't want KK to go I don't want KK to go I, I need him to be one more year at least with the Rays uh, after what's happened uh with basically this dismantling of the the starting rotation you kind of need a franchise player there and KK is that guy I, I have to agree with there with Sujan I don't want KK to go yeah, it's it's one of those things too. I feel like if you are, if the Rays are out there and they're somewhat serious about winning this year, KK is more valuable to them than maybe somebody else with what he provides defensively and leadership. Like at some point, you got to have a couple veterans. You got to right. have a couple of guys that can command the clubhouse and and show the young guys around. Like if you do call up some of these guys and expect them to perform, you got to have a guy that's been there. That's done it before. Like Blake Snell's out the door. Charlie Morton's out the door. Other guys are out the door. Like you got to have somebody that can kind of, uh, what's the, the, you can't have all these young kids, you know, running the show here. You got to have a couple guys that can, create some normalcy and and show this is what it means to be a winner. And this is what it means to, to be and act like a professional. And two things to that, right? I mean, KK knows how to do that because he's been on the show for so long. And he proved that in the biggest stage that baseball has, which is the world series, he came clutch. He was a guy that you can count on. Okay. So KK had a fantastic world series. So, so that also can tell the young kids, Hey, this is how, this is, this is who I am. You can, you can do what I do. Number two with that. Um, I, I look, I think it's, not everybody is going to know how much the other one makes like to the cent, but they know, they know who's right. the biggest paid. You know, it would be, I think a very awkward clubhouse if you take out KK and now the biggest salary goes to Yoshitomo Sutsugo. I think that would be kind of an odd clubhouse because yeah, he is a fantastic player in Japan, but again, 
unproven here in MLB. So I think, I mean, maybe this is just completely an utter crap, uh, but I think it would kind of not mesh well. And, and if you have KK being the top salary guy, being the franchise player, being the guy who's had the three gold gloves and the platinum glove, that makes more sense to the clubhouse than Yoshi being the, the big earner in, uh, right. with the race. Yeah. And I feel like Ulysses, the more that time goes on, I mean, we're running out of time before the off season ends and KK does not get traded because George Springer is still on the market as is right. Jackie Bradley. So those are, are two spots that two guys that uh, a couple teams could, could try to fill there. I think, you know, I could see something along the lines of maybe depending on how the year goes, KK is traded at the deadline mid season. If, say Josh Lewis just absolutely tearing it up in triple a or where I'd assume he's, he'd be assigned to, to triple a to start. If he's bad in three 30, if he's, if he's putting up Randy Rosarena numbers in triple a, it's like, okay, maybe it is time. Maybe we can shed this $11 million salary. And and especially if the team is kind of like out of competition with the playoffs and it is clearly a, a transitional or rebuilding year. But then again, if if the team is is doing well and has that shot to make it in, then maybe you do keep KK around for for the rest of the season and and go from there. Because like, let's be honest, like with all the salary that they've purged, there, there's not. A, I mean, there's not a lot of pay. Like you got to pay somebody. I feel like there, there's not a lot of payroll <laughs> right. on the team, even with Yoshi's salary and even with KK's salary. Like if the team enters 2021 as it currently stands and not saying it will, they, they, but I don't see them spending a whole bunch of money. Like what's the payroll going to be 45, $50 million after we add an arbitration. If that right, something along those lines, I haven't yeah. added up the numbers lately, but mid forties, mid forties for sure. And so like, and, and now that's why I'm saying Yoshi being the top earner kind of doesn't give good aesthetic. And and, and so uh, you have to have one guy that can, that has a double digit salary, right? Before those millions, you you can't just $7 million can't be the top earner in a major league baseball team. Uh, So, so that's what I think, but talking about millions, um, you know, I think it would cost around $800 million for a stadium in Ybor city, close to a billion uh, dollars, right, Kevin? Yeah, something like that. And it cost about $2 billion to have two stadiums in two different countries. I think so, too. Uh, so, Sujan, the, the the question that every Rays fan uh, loves to talk about, of course, is the stadium issue. So where do you stand on the Sister City uh, concept? Do you 100% hate it? Do you 100% love it? Are you in between? Um, what's the best case scenario for the stadium situation in and for the Tampa Bay Rays, what are your thoughts on the whole stadium issue, stadium saga uh, for the race? <laughs> um, it's 100% BS, I think. It's just <laughs> it's just a politics play on Stu Sternberg or whoever's stirring up that that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's it's just ridiculous. Like, how do you, how do you split a fan base like that? You know, like how how does the logistics work during the season? Um, I think they said like one half of the season was going to be in Tampa and the other half in Montreal. Like. How, how do you even sustain a fan base like that? If that makes sense. Like you can only see your team half the year and then, you know, they're gone to Canada. Like you're not going to, you're killing the fan base right away with that. I know if that happens, I will jump ship and be a Braves fan. <laughs> like hundred percent. So that's yeah, that was, that was going to be my follow-up question is that if, 
this actually happened, if this split city proposal does go through, if that would change your allegiance with the Rays. And I think a good case study to watch is the fallout from the Toronto Raptors playing in Tampa. And I know it's only one year, but maybe the Rays get an idea of, well, look, they, they just created a whole new fan base in the Tampa Bay area. People are watching the games on TV. People are going to the games in Tampa. And yet you still have the, 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 the Toronto fans craving basketball. Now, well, the, the, the rate or not Rays fans, but uh, the Tampa Bay market, will they just totally stop watching the Raptors after they move back to Toronto or will they have a lifelong fan base there? And I know it's a little bit of a different case there, but it's still something that they might try to use that as an angle. But it's interesting, Ulysses, that Sujin mentioned the Braves instead of, I was going with Marlins because I thought wouldn't, that be our, wouldn't that be our team that I, I've already said that, you know, I grow up in the, I previously grew up in the the Southern Indiana, Kentucky in an area. So I would also probably go back to following the Cincinnati Reds, but the Marlins being in Florida, that would be the next best case scenario, I guess. But Sujin's going, going further up North. He's going to Atlanta, I guess, as a, as a makeshift Braves fan. What's that about? <laughs> well, the Marlins, I mean, we all know their saga of going on with they, that they've gone on with the past 10 years. Right. I'm not a fan of that um, at all. And also I just have like, like, I have family in Atlanta. I go there all the time, like way more than Miami. So it's like, mm. you know, like it just makes sense. And, you know, they got a nice, good young team out there. Uh, you know, I've been to the ballpark, uh, like the battery Atlanta, like the whole area. Honestly, I'm a huge fan of it. It would be cool if the race can do something like that. If they ever get a stadium in Tampa, if that ever happens, but yeah, that remains right. to be seen. I think uh, Sujan's just giving that uh, Venezuelan bump to the Atlanta Braves with uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., the next 40-40 player. I think that's what he's uh, really saying here, Kevin. Or it could be the Charlie Morton bump. Who knows? Oh, One of those guys. Look, they're go. a good – I mean, uh, Sujan, if that's bump. your backup team, I mean, you think they, they could probably win a World Series this year, no? Right? Yeah, I mean, they good. seem to have the talent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were one game away from the World Series, and then they have to pull in Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, true Atlanta sports fashion. So, right, and they actually added payroll this off season. Also, yeah. getting Drew Smiley, and and they're probably not done either with that. And I think they're going to get some some of their young arms healthy as well. And speaking of cities, I mean, we've we've already gone all across the southeast here between Atlanta, Miami, and Tampa Bay. But Sujin, you are based in Orlando, and this has been a lingering question really ever since the the topic of stadiums and new stadiums and possible expansion orlando orlando has been mentioned as a possibility i don't know of how serious a possibility but their name has been thrown about and they already have the orlando magic they already have orlando city soccer they've got uh, the, the ucf base as well do you think the city of orlando could viably support a major league baseball team you living there and being there for so long now Oh, that's tough. Um, I think baseball is different because something I've noticed, you know, just being like in my, my mid twenties and, you know, hanging around, around a lot of people my age, I've noticed that a lot of like younger people aren't tuned into baseball, like they are to basketballs, even the MLS, like for Orlando city and then like college sports. Right. Right. And you know, the, the baseball fans I do see around Orlando, you know, obviously donning the classic Red Sox, Yankees, um, 
you know, those powerhouse uh, tags and jerseys all around the town, you know, whenever I do see it. So I hardly see Rays around here anyways. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it'll work. I think they need to, they need to move to Tampa. Like they need to, they need to, they need to take out uh, Steinbrenner Field and replace it with a new trough. Because <laughs> every time I pass by Raymond James Stadium, it, oh my, I cannot tell you how much I hate seeing that Yankees logo there. Oh, it's it stings your your the soul really the 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 fandom heart that we have it, it really stinks to see George Steinbrenner Field and all those Yankee stripes and 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 whatever it is on on the billboards it it really just just takes it out of you, Kevin. Right across from Raymond James Stadium, not not just that, but there is a high school yeah in Tampa named after George Steinbrenner. So right. that just shows you how entrenched the Steinbrenner family and the New York Yankees in one way or another. I mean, and everybody, when people talk about Tampa too, they mentioned, well, doesn't Derek Jeter live there? He's got that big house on Davis islands. Like there, there's always going to be a, for better or worse, a New York sentiment, a New York Yankee sentiment in the, uh, in the Tampa area for sure. And again, I know that, man, there was that report a couple months ago from that guy on Twitter. No, don't remind me about this guy. Yeah. I, I totally ups, uh, unsubstantiated rumor mongering, but that Steinbrenner field or no, I don't know if he said Steinbrenner field, but there would be a concept where the Phillies, Philly, the, the Phillies, the, the Yankees and the Rays would share a, the spring training, but it would be the Rays actual stadium. It was something, yes. you know, it was bollocks. Yeah. And I'd be okay with that. If the, if this actually comes to form and he, yeah. he put his name on it. He's actually a, I think, a Bucks NFL reporter slash podcaster. So I don't know about all that. But speaking on the, the topic, Tampa, as long as the stadiums in Tampa, I'm fine with hey, it. <laughs> look, you, you, I don't care who you you put in there to play spring training games. It's, yeah, right, Suge. As long as you have the yeah. Rays, their full time home is in the Tampa. Is, is in Tampa. You can have high school tournaments on the weekends for all I care. Doesn't matter yeah. to me. I mean, a skating rink uh, uh, in center field. I don't care as long as it's in right. Hillsborough County. The people will come. Take that stupid Miami Marlins structure that that colored whatever it is, <laughs> that spinning we'll uh, take it. circus act. We'll take it if, yeah. if that's what it takes yeah. to get a, a new stadium in Tampa. Yep. Speaking of stadiums and, and speaking of, of course, um, you know, attending games and, and things of that nature, Sujin, with everything going on with uh, the pandemic, COVID-19, and there seems to be an idea of, I mean, I, I assume that at some point fans are going to be allowed back into the stadiums, whatever the capacity is, 25, 50, 75, 100%. Will you or, or do you plan on attending any Rays games this season uh, if fans are allowed back at Tropicana Field or, or attending any you know Major League Baseball game this year? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um... You know, as long as like the the proper measures are taken by the stadium and the team during game day, you know, I'm completely fine with it. I went to um, two Bucks games this year already, and you know, the social the the whole stadium was like socially distant. Like you weren't like you weren't even close to like another uh, party in the seats. You're you know, it was very separated. Like I, I was never like close to anyone. So I think they did a very good job of implementing that. And if the Rays do the same, you know, I wouldn't hesitate going to a game. You know, Stu actually uh, said something like, uh, uh, you know, usually it kind of tongue in cheek, but I think he he kind of did mean to just spit on race fans. But he said already 
the games usually are going to be socially distanced uh, before <laughs> 2020. You know, you, you have a capacity of 25,000 and if 10,000 people uh, show up, well, you know, that's socially distant. Everybody can have a row. Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, I think it could work. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're a little bit past this whole COVID thing once the season starts. When and if it starts, Kevin, we don't even well, have a start day yet, huh? They reported that the season is expected to start on time. There's been reports out there. I think I saw it MLB trade rumors and some other outlets as well. And quite frankly, I mean, there were fans for the World Series. There were fans for... The yep. NLCS and they made it work. And yeah. other professional sports organizations, college sports teams are making it work. It's really not rocket science. Social distance, have your little have your little sanitizer pack, yeah. sanitizer mask, you know, that's it. That's all Just you need. Really. Just be smart. Just be smart about it. Yeah. That's really the approach that everybody should go with, with quite frankly, everything. Um, <laughs> Sujin, before we move on to trivia, and if Ulysses has any more questions for you, uh, real quickly, do you think the Bucks win the Super Bowl or at Ooh. least get to the Super Bowl in Raymond James Stadium this year? <laughs> I mean, my biased answer is going to be yes. <laughs> I, I know, to be honest, I mean, we're, the Bucks are getting hot at the right time. I think they went undefeated in December. Um, obviously, with Brady leading the team, you, know, you can't stop that. But you got to get past the first team first, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> so. I, I thought he was going to say that you have to get past his New England past. Uh, mm. But I think Tampa Bay people already love Tom Brady. The the, the hate is lost. I will be the first to say I my friends know that I was a huge Tom Brady hater. I hated the Patriots <laughs> <laughs> during his time there. And then as soon as he came to the Bucks, bought my jersey. You know, displaying my fandom everywhere, reposting Tom Brady videos. You know, <laughs> Likewise. And I think uh, Tom Brady loves the Tampa Bay area, loves the Florida weather. Uh, I think he even bought a home in Miami as well. And I think Patriots fans, Tom Brady, or not Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick is probably missing him right about now, considering they missed the playoffs. And yeah, hey, here's my, here's my wild hot take. Bucks versus Colts, my two teams playing for a Super wow. Bowl. Oh, it's looking, totally yeah. not going to happen, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Philip Rivers can, I mean, he's, he's in a wheelchair in the pocket seemingly on, on every snap, but that, that is my dream, dream wish there. So, okay. Ulysses, do you have any more questions for Sujan before we get into trivia? I think it's time to, to get Sujan onto the hot seat, make him sweat a little. We've been too nice. It's time for trivia, man. All right, let's do it. I'll let you go ahead and take it away with, uh, Ulysses has done a good job of simplifying the question. So I think this, uh, this should be one you can handle, but, but we'll see. I'll, if I have to lend a hand, I'll, I'll do so here. So Ulysses, take it away. Well, this, this is actually kind of funny because I've actually gotten better in the, in the way that I actually have the same question that you do, Kevin. Mm. How about that? Okay. I don't even, so we're, I went, we having, we're two name that wars. Yes, sir. Okay. I like it. Okay. Okay, this guy has, wait, I cast, I have to tell him everything, right? Except for the war. I can tell him the position. I can tell him the uh, name, everything, correct? Yeah, you, you can say name and position, but I wouldn't say like how many years the guy played or anything like okay. that. Okay, okay, fine. Um, and Kevin, obviously you can help Sujan as well. Okay. This guy I'm thinking of is Andrew Jones. Okay, center mm-hmm. fielder. 
We all know him. We all love him. Maybe. Uh, and look at that. Braves in the past. Uh, he, his second team. Sujan's second team is the Braves. So can you and Kevin, of course, guess what Andrew Jones's career war is? Ooh, that's tough. I, I don't even know what like a like a good war is because that's like that's like a stat that just recently came about. So it's like I don't know. Right. Uh, I would say like a hundred is like Hall of Fame territory. Definitely, Definitely yes. Uh, that that is a lock for the Hall of that Fame. That is a lock. I, I, yeah. Andrew Jones had some pretty good years, especially defensively. Uh, I'm gonna say I, 75. I'm just gonna spitball. Okay. Okay, I think Kevin? that's a pretty, pretty darn good guess. Um, yeah, and, and I would say, like, if you have a war, a position player speaking, definitely. Like, if you're a reliever, there's no way you're going to get, like, a 70 war or anything like that. But I think if you're a position player, if you get at least, like, 70, 75, like, you're, you're, you're one way or the other getting in the Hall of Fame, assuming you didn't use performance enhancers and that sort of thing uh i'm going to guess a little bit lower i'm going to say 68 for andrew jones Ooh, you're closer kevin you're closer you guys want to take one more shot sujan if you want to go ahead uh i'm gonna go with i'm guessing it'll be a little lower than kevin's guess i'm gonna say 64 that's okay i'll do the uh i'll do the Oh, what's the price is right. I'll, I'll go with 65 on the nose. Oh, you, you could have had it. You could have had it. 62.7. Look at that. Okay. Those were close. Okay. Very close. Yeah. Uh, usually I think uh, the, the, mar- the, the level is 60 and above uh, career war. You're a, a lock basically. Like Kevin says, you, you, you should be getting in if, if you're around this uh, career war. So very good guys. Awesome. Yeah. Again, Andrew Jones had a very, very good career. May be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. I mean, there was a there was a core there where he was really, really good with the bat <laughs> yeah. and with the glove. But the last like what half dozen seasons, maybe the last four or five seasons was just yeah. doing nothing. A so I don't know decline. if that really helps his cause there. But um, yeah, very good. Very good guess. OK, uh, continuing on that name, that war. Uh, this is a guy who recently announced his retirement and he doesn't quite have the pedigree of Andrew Jones, but I will note that this pitcher, former pitcher now is a huge, huge Tampa Bay lightning fan. Uh, he at one point and maybe still owns a condo. Oh my Tampa. God played for the twins played for the Yankees and played, I don't know if he was healthy, but signed a deal with the Padres. Phil Hughes, the now retired Phil Hughes. What is his career war spent his time as, uh, I don't know if I'm giving too much away, but you know, kind of a, a middling starting pitcher and also a setup man for Mariano Rivera. So Sujin, I will let you guess first and, uh, see if Ulysses can try to try to, uh, crack this egg here well if andrew jones was about a 62 i'm gonna go a little lower on phil hughes i'm gonna go with <laughs> i'm gonna go with i mean he was he was good i never saw him as like a hall of fame or all-star like perennial all-star guy i would say i'm gonna go with like 
46. Okay, uh, Ulysses. Ulysses, okay. I should note, is like a master at this game. He has almost gotten all these right, so it's not I, even it's, fair, really. I, I, I just do simple math. Okay, so I think he was uh, in the league for, let's say, 10 years. Just easy math. So 10 years. Um, he had like two, I, I would say, good years, like really good years. So let's put those at five war. So that would be 10. Then the rest eight years, maybe he was around one to two. Let's round it out to two. So that would be 16 plus 10. That'd be 26. I'm going to go with 23 war. Man, you guys are giving few, uh, Phil Hughes way, way too much credit here. Uh, his really? career war. Wait, 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 wait. A, yeah. 11? 11. Yeah, that's it. Wow. It's low. Wow. Yeah. I clearly uh, don't know anything about war. <laughs> Me it's all now. good. It's all good. <laughs> I think you're giving him the Tampa resident and Tampa love bump because he's a Lightning fan <laughs> and a resident or former resident of Tampa Bay. Yeah. 452 career ERA, 88 wins, 79 losses, 290 games played 211 games started uh yeah seven seasons with the yankees five with the twins one all-star appearance in 2010 i will say uh did, did you see how much he's made in his career i do not know it that. is 67.1 million dollars so See, I, I I have it as 80 million on baseball ref. So yeah, okay. So between oh. 67 and 80. So let's just crack it in the middle, 73. Wow. That's that's a lot of money. Yeah, he can what does he do now? He just uh collects baseball cards, opens them up on social media. I don't know what he does. He doesn't have to do anything, I guess. He can just sit on his butt. Wikipedia says that he was one of the most highly anticipated prospects in baseball in the Yankee system. So maybe he got paid based off of that throughout his career. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But my You're goodness, these, these numbers are just, uh, I, we goofed. We goofed, Sujan, on, on, on Name That War. We gave him way, way, way too much credit. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. You, you guys are just giving uh, Yankees players too much of a bump here. I think that's the problem. Too much credit that's, to the Yankees players there. So yeah, yeah. there we go. Well, I, I can tell you what. Whatever he made in his career, he can attend as many uh, Lightning games as he wants for the rest of time. He can buy sweets, front row seats. He can do Wait. whatever he wants with that. Why yes. are we not pushing for Phil Hughes to become a season ticket holder for the Rays? This That's is what we question. should be pushing. Hey, man. Yeah, you know, he can see his Yankee butts when they come to town or the Minnesota Twins butts when they come to town. I think this is this is made to happen. Well, maybe get him. Eh, I might have a better idea here. Maybe, maybe get him and all these former players, athletes, throw in a couple shekels and buy the team. Ooh. Or buy yes. a majority portion of the team. Guess who he played with? Alex Rodriguez. Guess who wants to buy an MLB team? Alex Rodriguez. Make it happen. Phil, call A-Rod yeah. and a couple other dudes to say, hey, let's buy the, the Tampa Bay race and then let's move the stadium to Tampa. Oh, by the way, we can talk to the Steinbrenner family. 
to get that stadium situation all fixed up. And that's where the stadium will be. We just fixed the stadium situation here with Sujan. Boom. Yeah, I guess we did. Although the only issue is I don't know if uh, A-Rod has any friends from his days playing with the Yankees or really any other team (laughs) for that matter. I don't think, uh, you know, he was buddy, buddy with a lot of guys. He didn't quite have the uh, Charlie Morton charisma, if you will. He, He didn't draw, you know, even with his playing ability that was enhanced by performance enhancers. Uh, I don't think that um, he won a lot of uh, support in the locker room. Just going to throw that out there. So having a, a like 10 foot by 10 foot painting of you as a centaur doesn't give you any friends. Yeah, that typically doesn't uh, lend itself to to helping with that matter for sure. I, I uh, have to get off the call. I need to cancel an order right away. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. Please don't share that with anybody. Uh, okay, <laughs> Sujin, we we you did great. We had fun talking Rays baseball. Uh, is there anything you want to promote or or mention, I don't know if you've got anything social media wise or work wise or, or anything you want to throw out there before, before we say goodbye. Uh, not really other than go bucks, <laughs> go bucks and go raise, right? It, it's got to be raise, both of yeah. yeah. Go bucks and go raise and lightning <laughs> starting out too this, this month. So big, good times. In but not sport. UCF. Not, not not UCF. Yeah. Like, I can't say. Well, I know you guys are USF fans, so I yes. don't want to. I don't want to throw that out there. <laughs> okay, we once again want to thank Sujin for joining us to talk all things race baseball. If you're interested in being a part of Ramblin' Rays, for more information on that, shoot us an email: lockedonrays at gmail dot com, or you can Ulysses, I guess, slide into our DMs too on Twitter if that's easier for you. And you want to try to get some, some information, uh, bring it on, uh, you know, just want to be on the show that that's the way to do it. Just reach out to us and we'll give you more details about that. And of course, as it is the off season, we have to provide content, right? Cause we're used to doing five days a week. So obviously you can get more content always from us at raise unfiltered. Uh, that's patreon.com slash race unfiltered. You can always get more content, uh, from us, all things race. So be sure to check that out. Yes. And we should have a new episode dropping in this weekend there and also during the week as well. So if you're looking, if you're looking for us, you're, you miss our voices on Saturday and Sunday. Well, raise unfiltered. That's your place to, to get some, some more content from the, uh, from us. So, uh, all right, that wraps up this edition of locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on MLB prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next week.